Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! You know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. The first period starts right now. Duty one and all, episode twenty four. Imagine, imagine. Well, you weren't gonna play it, so I figured yeah, I'd just sing. That, that is, that's okay. It's your pals, Robin, Dave, Ice Sticks, and Super Kicks podcast. I don't know why you don't want to play my song, Robert. It's a great song. HSSKPod.com <laughs> or apparently HSSKPod.UK. <laughs> bloody good site. Bloody, bloody, bloody good. Bollocks. <laughs> Uh, did you ever like want to make pretend that you were a my wife a British guy just <laughs> just so you can do a stupid accent like that? Or my, or my wife wants us to talk with a British accent so that our child maybe picks it up. British. <laughs> Your parents are both American. Why are you? <laughs> All we do is watch Doctor Who and love actually. <laughs> Bloody hell, Bob. <laughs> What are you doing that bloody podcast for? This has been the best week of Devil's Hockey I've seen oh my in a God. long time, unless you're Corey Schneider in the minus. Oh, my God. Dude got lit up in Binghamton. HSKPod.com, uh, your home for the perfect blend of hockey and wrestling from your And whatever else you pals. want to talk about. Feel free to, you know, oh, you we, talk about we, porn or you want to talk about well, uh, well. alcohol or... <laughs> well... Drunk porn, whatever. Drunk porn with alcohol? A, ooh, that's a heavy topic. <laughs> Just takes longer. Bum, oh. bum, oh, so you had to move that kid's toy all the way over there, and now I can't hit something wacky. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you have family over. Anywho. So the devils. Ugh, let's, really... let's, let's do some crease-to-crease stuff. Cause, let's go yeah. through this quick, because we got a lot today. <laughs> a lot. Bloody lot. All right, so we went up against Toronto, and, well, we lost. But it wasn't that bad of a score. It was only 3-2. to two. Only, um, considering they smoked us by five the previous times. <laughs> but we did give up three in a row. But, hey, you know, whatever. Was that the game I was like, over under five minutes, we give up a goal? I think you've been that way for the past <laughs> five or six games with me. Over um, under five minutes, do we give up a goal? And then that would, yeah, that was the game where they scored like 430. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But that's a team we're it's supposed true. to so lose. You're supposed to lose. That's fine. I, I and look. if we lose 3-2, we, all right. I, I'm personally tired of us losing with that. We're going to battle back and make it respectable. 
okay, that's nice and all for, you know, fans. But anybody who's – if you were at the – were you at that game? Was that the game you left? No, that was the one before. Right. But, like, if you're at that game and you're down 3 nothing in the first 10 minutes of the game, and I know it sounds like a, a shitty fan. Like, oh, you're a shitty fan. You give up on your team and it's not – no, it's just – what am I wasting my time for if they're not putting the effort in? And I think that game was like a Monday or Tuesday, and I watched Raw instead. It's, I, I it was, we re, I read an article. I think I think it was by All About the Jersey, or if it was by the Devils Insiders Group. I forget which one it was, um, or it could be in a third party thing. I don't remember. Pitchforks and whatever. But they were saying something. It's like, um, you know. Are, are you a bad fan or, or how do you root for a yes. team to tank? I read that, but still support your team. And it was, it it's made, a great article in yeah. the sense of like, you, you want us to do well, but you want us to lose. Yeah. It, they broke it down to a fact of, listen, you want to tank cause you want to get in the top five, top, top pick, whatever it is. So then what you do is you don't, you obviously you quote unquote root for them to lose, but then you start rooting for Hall to come back and have a, a, a good maybe third of the end of the season. You want Palmieri to hit a thirty goal mark. You actually want Corey to, to come in and go, Oh shit, I know how to play hockey again. Like it's the little things. You root for the player, you root for a coach to get fired, like I always want to. Our defensive coach. Yes. Um so I mean it, it's that. So I, I don't Usually when, when you look at this kind of stuff, and we'll kind of get to the Edmonton thing later, but when you look at a team, like they haven't given up on Hines. They're, they're still playing hard. They're still scoring goals. They're not getting blown out and shut out every freaking game. Defensively, they just don't know. Who, was it? Who said it? Like they, they get on the ice and they just throw their hands up and they go, I don't know what to do. They look right. confused all the time. Well, like it's... If you read Ronick's quote yes. about the Oilers, mm-hmm. kind of fits perfect with the Devils. With like, too, yeah. We just we have guys that work really hard, and you could take like your Zalka and and your Miles Wood, where they work really really hard, but they are dumb. Like they just don't have a high hockey IQ. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you have guys that have a high hockey IQ. Your Zajacs, um, your Andy Greens, where your love joys. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> but they have a high hockey IQ. They know what to do. But unfortunately, the game has passed them by. Okay? Then you have your high-end talent where you have Nico and you have Hall and you have Paul Mary, where they have this high-end talent. But unfortunately, everybody that's behind them is behind them talent-wise. Mm-hmm. And I think I said it to you, like, we can't make a breakout pass. We can't make, you know, simple 10-foot passes to one another. We, we are back to that. when Even when we were sitting in 209 and we started bitching about it, it's like you, you, can't, you can't even play tic-tac-toe hockey where it's pass, pass, pass. It's pass, interception, pass, po- jumps over a stick, but, pass, it hits the board. And, and like I get it's, that it's hockey and with forechecking and these teams are, you know, super skilled and everybody tapes everything. We're talking about consistent play uh, uh, period no i'm just talking about a pass from here to there where there's nobody between us and we still can't make a good pass it's behind us now it doesn't look like a lot if you if you don't really pay attention in the game but like i think about miles wood okay let's say you get him where he's in full stride and you hit that pass on his tape 
No one's catching him. No. But and if he has to stop his feet because the pass is in his feet or it's behind him or it's it's a little off of his stick where he's reaching for it, well, guess what? You just took his best asset away from him because he had to slow down because you couldn't make an unforced pass. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I'm going to say it's hard to watch them. kind of is, but it's it's not... If there was a level of consistency, let's put it this way. If you went on a 10-game losing streak and they were all like one-goal losses, right? Like like what Anaheim went through. And it's it's like, okay, you know what? You, you gave up three and you came back and you scored two, but you still lost three, two. Okay. You, you had that comeback. So it's something you can say, you know what? They're not giving up. You could you could lose a game 10 to 9 when you know just defense totally sucks. And it was just, okay, they just, like, like a Toronto thing, they just blew us out. Or like the Chicago game where our defense was fucking horrible, but unfortunately theirs was worse, and we won 8-5. Which is, how the fuck that happened? Even a, what is the, even a blind squirrel finds a nut that sometimes, sometimes, that's yeah. us. Um, Flyers-wise, um, nice performances. Yeah, it's, but see, like, it's, it's efforts like that where you go, you feel like hope, hope, hope. And then you play Columbus, and it's like, mm-hmm. and then you play the Islanders, like, oh, right, they're in Nassau Coliseum. They're, they were can, really can, hyping it up. Can, can we talk about the Islanders? And this isn't just because they're in Brooklyn, they're in the island. This has gone on for I don't know how long. If we, we suck. If, if we play the Islanders in New Jersey, we stink. If we play the Islanders in Brooklyn, we stink. If we play the Islanders on Long Island, we suck. Why? What is with the Islanders that that gets us to just shit the bed? I don't like. I knew the game was going to go on, and I'm like, I don't want to watch this because I know the outcome. There, I mean, right now with with uh, Trots, they're a very, very well coached team, and I think if you, if we were to go back statistically and look up teams that Trots has coached, the Preds. The mm-hmm. Caps and the Islanders, I would bet he's been successful against the Devils pretty much anywhere he was. And just, that just happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes teams have your number. I mean, but even before Trotz was with the Islanders, I mean, watching that Devil Islander game was like watching a Devils game in the 90s where we would give up 10 shots, Berdoy would get a shutout, we'd win 2 nothing, 3 nothing with the empty netter. Right. And it's just. We, we we looked like we were already on like, vacation. Shit, man! The flight leaves at nine o'clock tomorrow to go to wherever, except for Palmieri, who's actually going to the All Star game. But yeah. what was the thing that you texted me? Where like it's one of those things where Hines, you know, the, after the Islanders game, he goes back into the locker room and then he says, "What? Oh, enjoy your break. Enjoy your fucking break. Grow some balls. Grow some balls. And come, on back. You, come back. <laughs> Connor McDavid said it great too before. Oh my God, Shirelli got fired. Where he was like. If you if you don't ha- believe in this team, get out. I don't want you here. And then they fired the coach, the, the, the GM. GM. You can get into that in a little bit, but yeah, that's. But this uh, has been the best week of Devils hockey. It has been because it's been no stress. Um, it's going up to a, a useless weekend. Yeah, um, which we're going to talk about today, the All Star game. Hmm? Um, am I happy that um, Taylor Hall is injured and not being able to go there? Um, I'm not happy that he's injured. Um, is I'm, he? Uh, I don't know. Conspiracy theory. What is this, Lou? And oh, he's just got a little migraine. 
but no, he has freaking an ear concussion. I don't know. Um, it does scare me that Hall, like, you know, like something came out that says, oh, you know, Hall's going to talk to management about how to uh, proceed with this. And you're like, well, what the fuck happened? What lower body injury does he have? Did he bust I, a nut too hard? Did he you. fucking ruin his knee? Yeah. I told you, I don't think it's an injury. I don't think it's an injury at all. I, ho- I hope it's not. But the the whole scope of the All-Star game stuff, Hall should not have been in that position to be in it anyway, in my yeah. opinion, because, listen, what happened last year, what happened last year, okay? I, I don't like the popularity contest stuff. I Well, we're going to talk about that when um, we get to our topics. For, so so Hall's injured, not going to make it. Um, Palmieri, who was up for a fan vote and did not get in, gets a replacement. Well, who else are we going to pick? Uh, the only Coleman. other... Coleman's the only other one. Nah, Nico. Col- no, I- Nico's been really good. This I think year. Coleman would have been at least a good fan vote, but yeah, but the NHL doesn't want Blake Coleman. Well, they had what's his name the other year, John Scott. Yeah, yeah so he was voted in by the, the millions of people. that would be like, it'd be funny to see John. Yeah, but I think the if the league they got it right with Palmieri, but if they didn't pick Palmieri, Nico would have been a good one as the young former first round pick <laughs> then they could sit there and go you know oh, look at all the first round overall yeah. picks that you are give them another story to do yeah um yeah i mean <sighs> well it it's good that we're not getting cock teased for that our team is going to win okay because we're not in any position even if we, we were to squeak into the playoffs no to get what raped by tampa or toronto again again, again yeah what, like didn't, didn't they say that Whoever was, uh, whatever games were on the other night, last night or the day before, um, if like they all won, the Devils pretty much are in last place in the league. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think we are because, or no, we are two, three point, right? I think the Devils have what, 48? Mm. We are three. Detroit was like the worst team statistically, and they won that game, and that's what led to Shirelli being ousted but uh so essentially it's one of those if the playoffs or if the playoffs started today and they started we'd doing be the lottery second stuff worst team and we'd have the second most uh, ping pong balls, balls to get the yeah you know, i was trying to avoid you saying that uh, we're but, all adults here yeah of course we are right. boobs mm-hmm. um so yeah so we'd have the second most amount of ping pong balls to get the number one pick whoop de doo you know how i feel about that i don't want the number one pick yeah, I, I mean i get it but if we're I rebuilding don't. we're rebuilding we're, I, but then what does it say about our team from last year? It says it's a blip in the radar. I was listening to 31 Thoughts today, and they were talking about every year there's always that one or two teams where you go, whoa, where did they come from? Last year it was Colorado and the Devils. This year it's the Islanders. Mm-hmm. And Vancouver's doing pretty well for a team that everybody expected to finish dead last. What about Calgary, too? Calgary was good last year, though, too. Calgary was in the playoffs last year. Were they? Yeah. They're, I mean, and Calgary's on paper is a very good team. Okay. Far better but than Vancouver, other than yeah, their goalies. But, I mean, the Islanders. Yeah. No, yeah. Nobody expected the Islanders. Um, I expected maybe like the second half of the season for them to do have a little uptick to be, okay, great. You know, we have Trotz's system installed. We get it. We're, we're, we're on it. We're playing well, and now we have confidence. I never expected them to be, what, first in the Metropolitan? No. <laughs> when the other day when I looked at what the seedings were and Pittsburgh was a wild card, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's shit. not going to stay though." No, but still. All right, so let's put on our uh, Shiro trade helmets uh, on for a second here. 
Um, I'm going to continue to stick with this potential trade. Yeah, you're high. I know, but now this is sending players to Columbus for Panarin and Bobrovsky and, and picks to, to level things out with, with the thought of depending if Panarin signs long-term, you have a, a package of prospects, Blackwood, Miles Wood. Okay. They're going to want more than... But, okay, if Panarin signs, Blackwood. If he doesn't, you get a choice, Kincaid or Corey. My idea would be Corey. You have a, you have a goaltender for the next three years. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's $6 million, though. Okay. I mean, it, yeah, they have cost certainty and all of that stuff. I, 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 I know where you're going with it. Like, you need a goalie? We're giving you a goalie. Right. You need somebody to replace younger and cheaper to replace Panarin. I don't think Miles Wood is it, but okay, here you go. You want some draft picks, and we're going to be shitty, so you know our picks are going to be good. I would, if I'm the Devils, I think that trade that you kind of have on here mm-hmm. would hurt our oh. rebuild, okay, our future, because we're. At this point, we're guaranteed somewhere in the top five. Top five, yeah. For a pick. Mm-hmm. All right. And I don't know if we're going to get Jack Hughes or Kaku Kuku, whatever his name is. Okay. But Who's you're the, you're talking about players that make a difference instantly, especially mm-hmm. those two guys. Even if you don't have a, a player that makes an, an instant impact, you have a guy that's going to be, especially if it's a defenseman, that you might be able to build your defensive core around. Now, I'll bet our coach is a fucking asshole. Defensive coach is an asshole, but that's what we need right now. We need to build. You have Blackwood. I'm not saying he's going to be Marty Brodeur. It's your potential. That's right. Fine. He's our goalie of the future. You have nobody on defense other than the guys that we have in college right now, but that could be iffy because look at Butcher. All right. We have a, a good core forwards, so whatever you're you're drafting this year, mm-hmm. you have a, a good solid. You know you're building your nucleus up, and and who's who's um leaking rumors that Jack Hughes isn't NHL ready for a number one? Who who's starting to leak rumors like well, that? That he guard. isn't ready? Yes, he's 17 years old. That's where it comes from. He's playing in college. He's not playing against men like other first round picks like Nico was, was playing in, in a Swiss league or, or was whatever right? played in the Swiss league for a little bit. And, you know, I, I personally don't think Jack Hughes goes first. I think Kaku Cuckoo goes first or Cuckoo Kaka, whatever this mm-hmm. name is, goes first, but we need, we need defense. Obviously. Yeah. Defenseman. It's not, I, I think from a forward standpoint, we have two and a half good lines. Look, if you, all right, I'm just gonna say, if you get somebody like Panarin, then you have three lines because then you're gonna move somebody who's who's on your second down a notch to make but, your third line a little bit better. But see, I I know like video game wise that sounds awesome, right? But practical it doesn't. Okay. Because if you take a guy, let's say you move, you get Panarin, you're gonna move Palmieri down the second line. Now you're moving Brett down or Mojo down to the third line mm-hmm. well you know what they just went from getting 14 minutes to maybe 11 minutes and you're not going to be as effective because you're not on the ice enough now you take brad out of that picture well you know what 
Brett's not going to be as effective because Brett's not going to be on the power play anymore. Okay. So you're, you, I get what you're saying. Like you want to have deep, deep, deep teams like that, but people wrestling have to know what their role is. Is Jasper Brett going to be effective on a third line? Mm-hmm. Getting 11 minutes a night, no penalty kill, maybe the end of a power play. That that's where the effectiveness comes into play. And, yeah, it's nice to have two solid lines, which I think we could if anybody stays healthy long yes. enough. But we, we we have not this season seen our team be healthy. Hall's in the lineup. Palmieri's not. Hall and Palmieri in the lineup. Mojo's not. not, right? And Mojo Mojo's just, in the lineup. Brett might not be in the lineup. And Mojo is starting to get hot with him and Zaka. And who's on the wing with him? Is it Brett? I think it might have been Brett. There's like, there's like Euro, that whole like European thing. So we had two lines for like yep. a game or, t- or a week but or it's... two. I mean, I understand it's sports and I understand it's hockey. So you're going to have your, your, your thing. But then again, that, that tells a story about us. Whenever somebody gets out of the lineup, we throw our hands up and go, well, woe is us. Yeah, well, it, the, teams <laughs> have to deal with it. It, it happens. I um, mean, Pittsburgh was really – think about how bad Pittsburgh was when Crosby's rookie year. I mean, they even had Lemieux come back. And injuries just kill them. You know, sometimes injuries kill you and, you know, you you suck and you rebuild. And So I would say, so if we get off of the fantasy tip, we go, with who, who legitimately do you have on this team that you're willing to part with to get better pieces? Um, there, it'd be you, easier to say, who do we keep? Who's unmovable? Which I kind of think I had on for next week's show. um, Everybody in the first line. Yep, I agree. Um, I want to say everybody on the second line because I want Mojo to get re-signed because who's gone. Yeah, but who's on this team that's going to replace that that wing with that kind of I'll say potential. Okay. To 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 say that because I don't think Miles Wood is good enough yet. To go up to a second line thing, I don't think Coleman is good enough to get to that second no. line this season. You know what he's doing? He's doing awesome. Coleman is a guy I'd want to keep. Yeah, well, that we have him signed long term for, for, so. for another two years, right? But I see. I think Mojo's gone because he probably has the highest value right now of players that are so going to be unrestricted. So you're talking trade chip? Absolutely. He has mm-hmm. the highest. He is easily, depending on the team he goes to. He's easily, at best, a second pick, a second round pick for us, mm-hmm. in my eyes. Okay. Okay. Maybe we get a prospect back. Like, you send, where could I see him going? Let's say we send Mojo to San Jose. Awesome fit. I'll take Kevin LeBlanc. I'll take that and a, and a third round pick for Mojo. I'll take Kevin LeBlanc and a and a conditional third-round pick. If Mojo signs, we get that third-round pick. If he doesn't, then it's just one for one. Okay. Kevin LeBlanc, local kid, you know, grew up in this area, signed, young, fits with our young, fast, aggressive. And the guy can score. I mean, he played with Thornton, and he plays with – you're telling me you can't throw him on the wing and play with Zaka or somebody? All right. I'll give you that one. Lovejoy's gone. Yes, and you get him for you just get him picks. Just, Where, just, yeah, th- between f- four if you can get it to seven. 
maybe a third, depending on how no. hot he is by the time by the time the, the trade only, deadline comes. The out. only way you're getting a third <laughs> for him is if you take back a huge contract that they don't want. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say Calgary. Okay, all right, we'll give you James Neal and a third round pick because James Neal signed for like three more years at like $5 million or $6 million. We'll give you James Neal in a second round pick, not in this year's draft, next year's draft right? for Ben Lovejoy. I mean, Lovejoy, as much as we shit on him, he is serviceable enough to be a depth at defense and, and a veteran presence. In your and locker. he's a right-handed defenseman, which is what people fucking... If if we're gonna start to- over. if we're gonna start tossing out goalies, you have right now you have two of three goalies that you can trade and take a pick heads or tails. I mean, well, Kincaid's gone. You're not no, gonna no, you're not nobody, gonna be able to trade Corey. Nobody wants Corey's contract and or Kin- his lack of confidence. And Kincaid just he, listen. You know what? Last year he was great. This year he sucked. Yep. We're gonna trade him out. Maybe next year he'll be great for you. So they'll go. Oh, look, you know, mm-hmm. they they stole him from you, and then you find out the next season after he sucks, and oh, no, the devil stole something. You're 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 trading him to a team that needs a reliable backup goalie, somebody that they could put in the lineup, and not be like, oh fuck, he's like mm-hmm. Vegas. Vegas would be perfect for Kincaid mm-hmm. because they Subban's can't put Subban yeah. and feel comfortable. And what's Flurry gonna play? I think Subban's only played like five games. What's he gonna play? Seventy-five games. He's not. He's not, he's not Marty. Door, yeah. yeah. Um, you look. You look at. I mean, there's not really much else outside of Boyle, and Boyle is simply for that whole veteran presence. It's gonna push your young guys. It's gonna push your locker room to say, "Hey, this is what we need to do." The negative side of it is the fact that Brian Boyle has gone through cancer with the Devils. The Devils yep. have put so much marketing in him. Secondly, he's like basically cemented his family in New Jersey. Now, are you going to be that douche that's going to trade that guy away after everything he's been through? I'll tell you where he could go. Islanders? Yep. For what? Hosang? <laughs> I could see Lou do- doing something stupid like that just or to get rid of Hosang. Like, look, kid, you want to trade? You want out of the minors? We're, we're sending you to Jersey. And you know where he's going to go? Straight up to Bait. <laughs> Maybe not. It depends. Again, you have to think. If we get rid of Mojo and we get rid of Boyle and we get rid of you know, somebody else, there's going to be spots. Now he's got a spot. Because at this point, I don't trust Quinville. McLeod wasn't up long enough to show anything. And Joey Anderson should be coming back soon. So so he's going to be rehabbing, so that's going to be a bust. Bastion had one good game, but how many other players have you brought up that had one good game? Yep. So it's – but, I mean, everybody was, like, like gushing over the fact that Bastion was he, – he, like, showed spark, spunk, and all that kind of stuff. And then I sat there and I is. go, yeah, because he wants to stick. Yeah, <laughs> He doesn't want to go back down in the minors. He wants them to remember. That's why he got into that fight. Go look it up in his stats and see how many fights I... Nathan Bastion has had. Nathan Bastion. Wasn't he also teammates with uh, McLeod? Was that it? Was that I the tandem? So. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they still are. I guess they do really well in mm-hmm. Binghamton. Um, there was there was uh, two players that were put on waivers that I know we will disagree on. Edmonton put Ty Ratty and Ryan Spooner. If you look up their stats, they're both in that under thirty category, like relative. Like there are Ty a couple Ratty years. Maybe I would have took a, a swing at, mm-hmm. but Spooner, no way. Spooner's making like six million dollars or five million dollars. No thanks. Change of scenery. I don't know. No. But again, it, it goes to the point where I would have taken Ratty and or Spooner because Quinville, McLeod, anybody in Binghamton is essentially proving that they're great at Binghamton, and somehow, some way, on that drive to Jersey. 
They lose it. They drive to Jersey. I lose my skill. <laughs> Whoa. All right. So via a. No. A, Spooner. Look, Spooner's okay. been on what? Yeah, four six, teams six. in the last year. <laughs> he was on Boston. He was on the Rangers. Mm-hmm. He was on. Who signed him? No, the Rangers traded him. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. For they signed him and then traded him. So there's something wrong with him. Because you don't sign a guy to a two-year whatever he's making, $8 million contract, and then trade him that year. There's there's something wrong. Ty Ratty, I would have took a swing at just because he's a young guy. Mm-hmm. He's a winger. He's big. He's got, as Brian Burke calls it, truculence. Truculence. I want to put that on the back of a jersey, mm-hmm. truculence. But as far as uh, Quinville and McLeod go, they're – it's just a matter of time before we either cut them. Well, not McLeod, but more Quinville. That you have to give up on him or not. We yeah. either give up on him or we go. Look, this is your you're you're in the lineup. Make the most of it. You're not coming out. And again, Quinville falls under that when he's in Binghamton. He's playing top six minutes. When he's with Here, us, it's bottom he's, six. He's playing bottom six. He's not effective. And then this also goes back to the point that you made too: is go from from what the Devils were in the past where. You know, somebody goes down, and whoever the defenseman is in in Albany or Binghamton right. playing that same position cog. comes up, and it's just nothing changes. We're not there. Yeah, and I don't think we will be either. But we'll talk more about trades. I think I have it for next week. For next week, okay. Uh, an ESPN article said what to watch for. Uh, Devils regressed, obviously, but not to a point where they had to resign their head coach, which is fine. Two year deal. It's they, yeah, it doesn't they, that doesn't mean anything because coaches could be fired. That's true, uh, right? But you look at what the team is doing; they haven't they haven't given up. When they give, when they, when you get to a level of where Pete DeBoer was with this team, or John McClain, I know that's that's yeah, but that's still on the same side. They 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 absolutely gave up on McClain. They gave up on DeBoer. They just probably just didn't want to listen to him anymore. When you get to that aspect of it, right. yeah, you fire him. I don't think they're there with Hines yet. There needs to be if the, some. If they are, it's guys like Hall. It's guys like Nico. It, it's their stars. I don't think it's the young guys because he's shown that he'll play young guys over and over and over mm-hmm. and over and over. Uh, the, the article also mentions that the Devils have a few unrestricted free agents this summer. Boyle, Marcus Johansson. Gone. Uh, Kincaid. Gone. Lovejoy. Gone. Stafford. Gone. I think he'll. I think we'll want him, but he'll go back. Oh yeah, because he's like, oh, this this whole this whole American hockey thing blows. I just keep going up and down on a bus. He'll 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 (laughs) fill the long line of Devils Europeans that come and play (laughs) for half a year and then go back. Uh, There's old players on this team. Green, who's 36. I mean, he'll he'll retire a Devil. We're not trading him. He's not. No. You would have to give me a, a, a a real. I mean, he's got another, what, two years or another year another left? Another year. This year and next, or just next year? And I then think then... next year, I think then he's done. All right. You would have to give me, we would have to take a contract back, because he's making like $5.5 million. Same thing with Zajac. Can we can we send Andy Green to uh, um, San Jose and get Paul Martin back? <laughs> Paul Martin retired. Yeah, I know. Um, Cor- no, but I could see like Andy Green going to Toronto. They, yeah, they, for um, for uh, Austin or yeah, yeah, Marner. Sure. Or... Keep, keep smoking. <laughs> no, but maybe Jake Gardner because he's an unrestricted free agent this year. He's going to ask for like 6 or $7 million. So, look, here you have a guy that's 
going to make your $6 million and then he's off your fucking books mm-hmm. forever. He's probably going to retire and you're going to get a steady defenseman who plays number one minutes for us, but would be really, really good in Toronto as a number six, number five defenseman. Mm-hmm. You give us back. We'll even take fucking Ron Hainsey. You know, we'll take back Hainsey and Gardner, which sounds ridiculous, but they make big money and they're old. And Andy Green's a little bit more reliable than fucking Ron Hainsey. Corey Schneider's done. Yeah, well, is the fact that he's got smoked in Binghamton the fact of him getting back into a groove, or is this simply really a continuation of him having zero confidence where he just needs to be shut down from hockey operations to the offseason, get his mind right, and come back next year? Yeah, but how do you do that? Like, tell, him, tell him go to fuck home. <laughs> no, I don't think you can do that. Just like just like Hugh Jackson did with the with the uh, uh, Cleveland Browns when they went to go fire him, the GM and the owner went into his office and said, "I'm sorry, we're gonna have to let you go." And he said, "Get the fuck out of my office." <laughs> I read that today. I was like, "Wow, holy dysfunction in Cleveland." <laughs> but I, I think the thing with Corey is like, it's first above, of all, the our defense isn't better no. down there, so it's not like. Well, I so, mean, so he's used to it, right? But. <laughs> Now you're doing really shitty defense because yeah. they're not even good enough to be on our NHL team, and he's seeing more high-quality shots. I told you, once you trade Kincaid, you bring Corey back up, and you go, buddy, we're going to ride you like a fucking rented mule. And whether you're good or bad, get your shit together because we went and hired your goalie coach, which yeah. hasn't worked in the last two years. It's time to... Put up or shut up, or we're just going to put you on waivers and let you go, which nobody will take them, and then we'll put them on re-entry waivers where we're going to pay half of his salary to go somewhere else. That's fine. Here's $3 million. Go away. Hmm? And Zajac's not going anywhere. No, but he's still serviceable for the next couple years. The way he's playing this year, okay? Yeah, but not at five and a half million dollars to be our third-line center. But then again, that's a Lou thing. You, You can't do anything about that at this point. Uh, Johansson, as much as we want him traded, he has a five-team no trade list. Uh, Palmieri has an eight trade, eight-team trade no no trade he list. He ain't going anywhere. Uh, we have cap space, second only to the Hurricanes. I don't see him. And the Hurricanes are going to have even more because the rumor is they're looking to get rid of Dougie Hamilton. And and you know, are they in a playoff spot? No, they're closer than we are. Is Dougie Hamilton the headache Hamilton that they're trying to get yes. rid of? Or is it just simply the bloated contract they're trying to get rid of? I think it's the headache. The headache? I'll take him. Wow. I would take him. I would take him just because. And and ruin, like, Miles Wood's, like, oh, look look at his son of a bitch. I don't think anything's ruining Miles Wood. Oh, he's going to. He... Just give him a balloon and he'll be distracted. Uh, we actually hold all seven of our picks in the, for the next three seasons. So there's your there's an asset. Right, last year's trades were made with Maroon and Grabner to for a playoff push, yep. and it didn't really work. No, you know what? It it, it half worked. Maroon did serviceable enough stuff. Michael Grabner just simply didn't show up. Yes, so that second round pick stings this year, knowing that Grabner didn't do anything. If Grabner put up a couple goals and then just kind of fizzled in the playoffs, <laughs> fine. It's like a wash, but no, he did nothing. No, he did. He did nothing during the season. Nope. I think he didn't he, want to be here. Probably not, like we were saying. I hate this place. <laughs> uh, from an ESPN, their quote-unquote take. So I don't know who wrote the article. I totally forget. It was probably not Linda Cohen, because Linda Cohen actually knows hockey. It's probably Mike Milbury. 
No, um, what's his name? Uh, Wyshynski. Oh, oh, yeah, he moves over from Yahoo, so that's two people at least that he know does something a, on hockey. He does a podcast. The Puck Soup. For, right? And he does another one for ESPN. Uh, their take, uh, obviously, it's not going to happen for New Jersey this year. They'd like to see GM Rishiro use the deadline to trade away a few player at for assets. Uh, goaltending needs to be addressed, but that can wait until the summer. I, I don't see us. I, what? I don't see us doing anything in goal. Uh, as much as I know it says, I see Kincaid going either at the deadline or us just letting him walk. Yeah. Um, as popular as he is, his fucking emojis are more popular than, you know, his ability to stop the puck right now. Um, but I could see it next year. Our goaltending being Blackwood and Corey. Blackwood and Corey. I don't. I don't see us going out and signing something. No, I don't Unless think so either. Corey's like, look, man, I'm so mentally fuck up. I'm done. I'm retiring and walks away. Then what do you do? You bring up Cormier or whatever the hell his name is? No, no, you, the, the no, other kid. Yeah, the, the money would come off of our books, so we would have six million dollars to go and spend on somebody like you. Can, you take your run at Bob. Maybe, hmm? but is he worth it? He doesn't want a playoff series. We go from the the headache that is our Devils. See, this is it was, it was an off week, right? And we're still pissed. <laughs> anyway, I'm not pissed. I'm actually excited slash looking forward to what they do in the second what half. What we do. What we do. In your head, what are the actual chances of everybody coming coming together? Literally having like that that whole like players thing sitting in the locker room right didn't before pra- right before practice. What what do you mean? Did Drew Stafford did it. Did he? Yep. I never did I it don't. before the Islanders game. Really? Yep. And they come out with a stinker. Yep. Maybe because it was Drew Stafford. But then again, a player like Drew Stafford going, you know, come on, wake the fuck up. Apparently, yeah. he's a good locker room guy. Which is probably why he'll just be in a different them. locker room somewhere else. No, you know, there's another trade asset, right? Yep. Stafford for just like under the, the boil category. Um, we move on to some NHL notes. Um, Mr. Nash finally retires because of health-related things. That's he, was, he was my favorite player before he went to the Rangers. And Twitter fucking blew up. And, like, at first I thought, I, I, I you know, we, we mentioned it early in our podcasting career here that, all right, he retired. I'm like, okay. And now it's like he officially retired. I go, I thought he officially retired back then yeah. when he said he wasn't going to be signed. That's sad. I hope, he, I hope he's not like Johan Franzen fucked up. Like, I just hope he's... I, he just took this opportunity to go, do I play one more season and potentially get worse, or do I sit it out for the rest of my career and be status quo? He's made, he's made enough fucking cheddar to, to walk away, and he doesn't need it. And... Excuse me. Yeah, it, it is sad when everybody, Columbus freaking had him, had him drop the puck one night, the Rangers had him drop a puck one night. He was on, he was on a goodbye tour. Yep, which, everybody which said he's a, he's, he's, he's a good guy. A good guy. But you, you hear that about? I've never heard a hockey player been like, "Yeah, that guy." Other than Avery, that guy's <laughs> a real piece of shit. <laughs> oh. um, there was a tweet that was put out about potential Seattle nicknames. I saw something on Twitter today, uh, something that was Seattle related that I looked at. I go, "Oh shit, that could be an actual great um, uh, logo for them." Obviously, the, the 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 tower that they have in Seattle, and it had some kind of like C, kind of like how like the Columbus C was kind of. Mm-hmm. Like it was like draped at the bottom of it, like a like a little apron kind of thing. It looked pretty cool, so I could think of maybe that would have been a, a nice logo. As long as they incorporate the the ne- space, space needle, needle yeah, yeah, make it a shoulder patch. I I personally don't like the names that they're looking at. <laughs> I, the sock eyes. What? It's a, yeah, I guess it's a big thing. I uh, 
because I got NHL 19. <laughs> so I wasn't going to be the Devils, even though I, I normally am. Right. So they have a mode where you could be the 32nd team, and you create okay. the team, and you make your own roster based on NHL players. The only difference is I got to pick whoever the fuck I wanted. I didn't go through the expansion draft. Okay. So my first so one's you, pretty so, nasty. So you yankied it. With myself on left wing, of course. Of course. But I made them the Seattle Wolves. There are, there are no wolves in the NHL. The Good. Seattle Wolves, you have a fierce looking. You Think about the mascot. Think about the, the, the toys and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are wolves. I don't want it to look like uh, the Coyotes logo. No. But you can do something. Okay. You know, wolf, not like wolves? the wild logo. Yeah. But, like, you can come up with something. And their colors I have are white, black, gray, and that, like, seahawk green. Is it like the neon kind of green? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I and their jerseys that. are white, obviously. Then I have black as their home jersey, and then their Ooh. alternate is the neon green. Like mm-hmm. color, yeah. The, yeah. what do they nice. call that? The color splash, or yeah, the, the steelheads aren't a bad name. No, that that does seem that kraken. Obviously, everybody fucking wants kraken. Ugh. Totems, okay. No. I mean that that kind of rips off the metropolitans. I don't even know why they want to put that name on it, considering they've beat named the, the division. Beat the Mets. Yeah, that too. Um, I don't mind steelhead. Steelhead sounds like a good sports nickname or a sports team. I, but but what is a steal? It's the head player of the game. Who's out there getting the head player of the game? Uh, Blowjob reference. <laughs> yeah, we are adult folks. <laughs> adult as they come. <clears throat> well, good luck. Yeah. The real thing is, who's going to be their GM? Because they should start that now. Who could their Who could their GM be? I know there's a guy who's available right now. And who's that? In the last 24 hours, he's available. <laughs> no, and you and you stay far the fuck away from that name. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Ron Hextall. I think they're going to try to go after Brad McCrimmon. And who's he from? He's the second in command in Vegas. Huh? Okay. Considering how good the day, right. yeah, you right. you have a blueprint. You have a guy with a blueprint. You heard it here, folks. Hmm? Brad McCrimmon, the Seattle mm, teams. <laughs> Let's go with Steelheads. I would either choose Steelheads or Kraken or Totems. Those are my top three. Yeah. I'll go Steelheads. Great. Though. I can't wait to see that fucking Totems mascot. <laughs> like, the, Just, like the sausage races in yeah. Milwaukee and D.C. Great. <laughs> Good one. Oh, baseball. Uh, right. The NHL and the NHLPA. They're, They're actually, actually talking. talking. That's good yes. news. Yes. We could do a whole show on on this, which we probably will three shows from now. Okay. After the trade deadline, we'll do it in NHL. But they basically said no World Cup. Which I don't think anybody was really complaining about. It's mm. more the Olympics that are like the really sticking point that everybody wants like in there. Yeah, but even the Olympics are it does like I think you, we you talked and, about you, it. It does nothing for the it does right. nothing for the NHL. And you and I are just simply fans, and we just it's going to be two weeks of no hockey. I mean, yeah, and you until Taylor have... Hall gets hurt, or or Palmieri gets hurt, or Nico gets hurt because he's playing on a fucking Swedish team where Swiss they, team. Sorry, they somebody's going to come after you. Um, oh, the IKEA fans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, they do stream it on um, Spotify. I saw. Yeah. 
Good for them. Good for you Europeans out there. Um, but they're saying like when they do the next uh, World Juniors or the World Cup or whatever, they're looking to to shrink the rink there so that it's NHL sized and not European sized, which is fine. I mean, it's in China, isn't it? In Beijing, I think so. They oh, were, they were who did we cut a deal with, and who did we play preseason games in? So I think they'll be okay with the making the ranks our size. <laughs> um, yeah. So the fact that the, the players' association and the league are talking is is great. There doesn't seem to be everything that I've seen on social media ends up being that there aren't too many issues like like dead issues that that the and it, the players association is going to come in hell or high water and the NHL is going to go no it's just little things yeah again I mean we could sit here and talk for hours about this and what which we'll do three shows from now because I have a lot of fucking ideas okay about this just because the NHL is saying that they don't. That they don't have any, you know, take it or leave it issues. But what if the the players association shows up and goes, "Well, we do, we do." <laughs> yeah. I, and now is the NHL going to turn around and be like, "Well, since you have a problem <laughs> with this, let me pull out this list that we've been holding in our back pocket." Yeah. And then it becomes a game. Uh, and then I get to say, "Hold on for my season ticket payments." Yeah. While well, they keep your money in a fucking bank account and. Collect interest on it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Trade winds have been blowing. The Ducks made quite a few. <laughs> After the Joe GM. Blandisi back in the East Coast. <laughs> I even said, hey, he's one step closer back to coming to Jersey. Whoa. <laughs> Joe <laughs> Blandisi you know, takes the bus from Pittsburgh. You know, it's going to be pissed <laughs> off. Let's just say Pittsburgh wins a cup and Joe Blandisi's on the team. You know how many fucking devil fans are going to be like, he fucking won a cup. Nah. And it wasn't with us. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna make it to there unless like ten people on their lineup Get die. Canes uh, and Wild swapped forwards. Kings traded uh, Muzzin no. for a first round and a prospect. That's what they want. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, they wanted. You were talking about Muzzin the other, the other one of the other yep. shows, and <clears throat> uh, Red Wings want something for Howard and Nyquist. More Nyquist than Howard. I, I could see Nyquist going to. Pittsburgh. For Joe Blandese. <laughs> For Joe Blandese. And a first-round pick. And a first-round pick. There you go. Uh, Senators have made a, a vicinity offer between 64 and $75 million to Mr. Matt Duchesne. However, Matt Duchesne and his agent, I would say thank you very much. We'll wait till Jel- July 1st, see what else uh, we get, then we'll come back around. Gonzo. Gone. <laughs> He'll be traded. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. I heard they offered him 8 and 8. Eight million, eight by eight, eight by eight for sixty-four, but obviously very front-loaded. Mm-hmm. And if they, they if I'm him, I'm gone too. I'm like, fuck it. Why am I staying here? You don't. You guys aren't even going to be in Ottawa in two years. And and Stone too, right? He's a is he gone this year or next year? I think this year because that's what they keep saying Stone and and I just Deshane. can't see who. I mean, other than us, I can't see who has the money to but why uh, throw at him. Why would, why would we? Yeah, you. He is a he is a dominant first line center. Okay, Nico. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like it's it's where does he fit? He's not the guy I would go after. I would go after Mark Stone, because uh, I think Mark Stone would be a very good second line threat on the left side <laughs> with Hall, then him, and then you have Palmieri, and then Brad. I mean that those are four solid wings. I just don't want to pay. 
yeah, a guy like that yeah. asks asinine amount of money for a guy who's not a very good skater, but he but, finds a way to get it done. But but then if you think about it too, right? Is it are these guys asking for this money because it's Ottawa, and then let's just say they come to the Devils and like all of a sudden it's like give me eight years, but give me like half of what I was asking no, no, for? No, no, no. It, this is all agent driven, right? This is all <coughs> swing for the fences yeah, and, and hope you get it. And hey, look, we're, best case scenario, we get it. You know. You're making seventy million dollars a year, you know. For seventy million, eight, sure. Seventy okay. million, sure. All right. Or, you know, worst case scenario, you get out of Ottawa, which there aren't too many other places you can go that are worse right now. Carolina, <clears throat> sure. Um, Maple Leafs. Kyle Dubas um, comes out on. Um, He's gay. No, he came hmm. out and said that players have earned the right for management to explore the trade market. <laughs> what the fuck? You're, you're projected to win the cup this year. I and think, now you're telling the team, hey, everybody's up for grabs. No, no. <laughs> I don't think you're going to see Matthews up for grabs. I don't think you're going to see. It's the Nylander, only, right? Nylander. The only way I could see Matthews. No, because Nylander's making like $10 million <laughs> this year. The only way I could see Matthews being up for a trade is that they offer him like 8 over 80. <laughs> And, like, the first three years, he's making $12 million a year. And he turns around and is like, no. <laughs> That's much like the Ottawa thing. Here's your contract. You don't want it? That's the, the only that, way. That and then they're going to turn around and go to Mitch Marner and go, okay, look, here's the yeah. deal. We're going to give you eight years, $80 million. Yeah. Same money, over and over and over again. Um, and finally, I don't have it on the story because it's obvious those Pete. fucking Edmonton Oilers, man. How are you not playing Sarah McLaughlin right now? <laughs> I will remember you. Because you do it so well. One for one. <laughs> okay. Will you Can... remember me? How much, how much? How much? <laughs> how much? Like out like football sports? Do you remember history wise? I mean, if you if. Okay, so back in the day, right? The Baltimore Colts. Became the Indianapolis Colts. I do remember that. Literally overnight. In, overnight, yeah. They, because they shoved everything in a truck and went to Indianapolis. Yep, in a truck, so I remember. Now, is that worse than deciding before a game, we're firing GM, however you say his name, Ciccarelli, whatever, Chirelli. whatever, um, waiting. Second intermission comes around and goes, um, hey, Pete. Come into my office. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Come here, come here, come here. Come here, come here, come here. Here. I got the, I got, I got the dollar soda for you. Um, we, it's we, popcorn we, day here. We got this. Let's go eat that in your car. We have some pre- <laughs> we have some premium sausage right here. We put it in a bag. Um, we it's put to your, go. We put your bag by the door. Um, you fire it <laughs> during the second and they wanted to fire him. I think he was. They wanted him gone <laughs> before the media got to him. They wanted him to be able to leave the building without anybody yeah. noticing, and they wanted to be able to tell the team before they went away because everybody was leaving. Like yeah, for break, yeah. After the break. So it makes sense. But I think you saw the – there was three things that I saw that I was like, yeah, this clock is – And it was – Ever since he got hired and did a one-for-one? Oh, no, no, no. Not even that. I meant like in the last season. One, putting Ty Ratty and Spooner on waivers. After you traded. After you traded, <laughs> essentially, you traded Jordan Eberle for, <laughs> for Ryan Spooner, and now you're just putting him out there. Um, and Ty Ratty being a young player. Okay. 
So that's strike one. Okay. Strike two is him signing the yeah, goalie, their backup goalie. Now, can I ask you a question? I, obviously, you're a GM, you're president of a president operation, uh, hockey operations, all that kind of stuff. Can't ownership step in and go slow down? Well, the owner, the <laughs> owner did come out and because somebody did ask. Uh, I think it was Mark Spector who does the Specter trade rumors. There's mm-hmm. a plug for you. Um, asked the question to Nicholson, I think his name is, the mm-hmm. guy who runs Edmonton, and said, you know, why would you sign? Was that that Peter Shirelli signing Miko Koskinen, or was it you, the team? And he goes, look, every deal that gets made in this is not just Pete Shirelli making the deal. He doesn't have the autonomy. How's that for an SAT word? That like Spell Lou it. Lamarillo has no a u autonomy. Yeah. Go auto autonomy. <laughs> um, he doesn't have the autonomy that like Lou does. Where it's I'm making this trade, whether the ownership likes it or not. Fuck you. Okay, there aren't many GMs that have that kind of set of balls. So I don't think Shirelli was one of those guys. I think the problem, and and Nicholson said it was there's something wrong with the water. Yeah, yeah, I in Edmonton, that. where this culture of losing is not just from the locker room; it's it from, seems to be raining from the top and down. So obviously, he's including himself, right? And the problem is, is that they keep going like, "Oh, did you play on the '80s Edmonton Oilers winning teams? Yeah, all right. Why don't we make you the GM?" Did, and it went Kevin Lowe, then it went fucking uh, McTavish, then it went, and to, they're, they're all still with the team yeah. as as like. As advisors like, and those are the guys that are making Pete Chiarelli decisions with him. And now who's the acting GM? Gretzky's brother. Gretzky's brother. How the fuck did you get into now? Granted, he's worked his way up. He was a scout and, you know, sure. he came in with Chiarelli and stuff. But there's no reason for Keith Gretzky to be a scout anywhere other than the fact that his last name, name is Gretzky. Name another famous brother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You sure don't want Michael Messier. Brother love. <laughs> no, but that'll be a huge issue if <clears throat> Mark Messier <laughs> becomes the GM. That that team is going nowhere, and I feel bad for Connor McDavid. Do you um, are there peeps that Messier is in, in a potential running for a he GM? Was, he was in it the for the head coaching job for the Rangers. I didn't notice. <laughs> I really didn't notice. What the fuck? That's almost like saying, "Hey, Mar- yeah, Mar- Brodor's in in a in a marketing role with He's the Devils in a now." Business role. So, so that's almost like saying, "Hey, hey, Marty, you want to be the next Lamarillo?" <laughs> but the thing, the thing with Brodor that's going to suck is when they do fire Shiro, and they will. Hmm. They're going to pick Brodor. And it's and now you're bringing in a whole Danico Stevens, Niedermeyer, Patrick Elias kind of. I just hope they learn from the <laughs> Oilers' history. But I feel I feel bad for Connor McDavid because they do have they have a core. Mm-hmm. They don't have a goalie, but you have Clefbaum and and Larson are good defensemen. I mean they're not superstars. They're not going to wow you. Mm-hmm. You have Drysidel, you have Nugent Hopkins, and you have. Connor McDavid. You have a nuclear bomb, as they called it today, on uh, and, 31 Thoughts. And you suck enough that you're going to get high draft picks to get the best player available. Yeah, but that's never worked out for them. <laughs> this next GM, potentially. Look, if you if you 
But is it, yeah, but number, is the that number one. Yeah, is that next GM going to be yeah, it, autonomous? Yeah. I'm really cashing in on that uh, word yeah, today. You are. Is he going to be able to, to make the decision, or is it going to be, hey, uh, Kevin, Craig, can you come into I, my office? And... I think from what you mentioned that the owner said is that it's a trickle-down effect from the top down. I think that he's going to learn from his own words and probably clear house. Let's hope so. And go, we're putting one person in. Let's call it Ron Hextall. President of Hockey Operations, you have the autonomy. I'm using your word. Blow out the coach. Hitchcock's probably not going to want to be there after this season anyway. And go from there. And yep. just and just learn from, then again, what did Hextall do in, in, in Philly that was so... I'll tell you what he did. That Was, that was, was it culture-wise? No. He took a team that was fucked against the wall with the cap. Okay. And he was able to wrangle it around where... Yeah, you know what? They don't have the most cap space, but at least they have something where they have the ability to re-sign their young players that they have, their Gotham Spares and their Provorovs. The problem that happened in Philly is those their young defensemen have not progressed. They've plateaued. And they have, they're very top first line heavy. But it's the same problem that's haunted every fucking Philly team since Pelly Lindbergh died. Goalie. They're goalie. So, it, it, it's just, I, I found it hilarious, and I don't mean to shit on the guy because he got fired. I personally don't think he should ever be a general manager ever again. He will. He will. Bad for that. He's got a Stanley Cup ring. He will. <clears throat> you, know the other, you know the other part, too, is um, we have a guy. Devils have a guy, too, um, that could be a potential GM for somebody. Oh, Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. I yeah, mean, that, I that was. going anywhere. You hope not. I Again, me being a fan of. I see what the structure is of, of my favorite team's organization, and I appreciate where it's going because I kind of understand a little bit more than what it was under Lulu. It's like we just won all the time. It's like, okay, I guess I'm going to the playoffs again for 14th year in a row. Okay. So now it's like you kind of understand where he's trying to lead the team and the structure and the people and the marketing and, and all that kind of stuff and, and what they're doing on yep. social media with bringing in the, 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 the great women, not from a looks, but from you, – you pluck a person – from a, a Montreal infested hockey town and go, you're going to be the social media person. You're going to be the beat reporter for our team. You have a person who fucking knows hockey inside yep. and out, bleeds hockey, yep. brings them to a town that sucks for hockey. Yep. And look what she's done. People may hate her, whatever, but look at it. Look at, look at the work that she's done. The whole plan that they set out is great. I don't want to lose people like that. Because then you start having holes. Who are you going to replace him with that's no. going to be at that level? You, Nobody's losing tears. Nobody's losing sleep over uh, Sherry Ross being gone. Nobody's losing sleep over Deb Placey. No. And, you, and we're moving in the right direction. You need a refresh. Yep. Which which is happening. Which with Devils. I'm <laughs> still waiting for them to have like throwback night and you see like the old sports channel logo on the wall. Apparently and, what they did the other day when they did the uh, throwbacks. They they change the scoreboard to look like the the central scoreboard in the Meadowlands. Oh, great <laughs> gimmicks. And I also and I and Jay also got me stupid Danico bobblehead of the Ghostbuster uniform. <laughs> All right, enough about fucking this hockey. Let's talk about Imagine. Mm-hmm. Ima- you want that? We'll do that. No, that's okay. No, so that's... no, we're already running long here. Um, 
so you had an idea. I came up with an idea of imagine if there were skilled, the super skilled players of the past were around today and who they would kind of be compared to. So I but went, don't we have that in, 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 in Mr. Uh, number 17 out in LA? Joking. Of course. Oh, Kobe. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. But, uh, I went from decade to decade, probably the, the, the most decade to the most, you know, iconic players of those times. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the 1950s, you got to go with Gordy. Gordy. Okay. Now, for those of you that are too young, like myself, unless you're super old, like never really got to see Gordy Howe play in his prime. If you get the chance, go on YouTube and, and watch him. He was the ultimate power forward. He could shoot the puck. He could skate. He could run through you. He could crack your skull open. Think of Tom Wilson with more skill. Somebody that would run through you. Someone that had a mean streak. You know, the the famous stories of Gordie Howe is like if a rookie was chasing him down for a loose puck in the corner, like Gordie would slow down on purpose and then hold his stick in a way where his elbow was straight up and he would just turn. And you would get a face full of elbows. Super high hockey IQ, the toughness. Just imagine if he were playing today with all of the modern technology. The modern skates, the modern sticks. Like Gordie Howe was probably shooting the puck back then with his fucking Northland wooden stick that didn't have like a curve. Like he was probably shooting it a good 60, 70 miles an hour now. Guys pass that hard now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And Jean Beliveau, Maurice Richard, like those are my honorable mention guys. All of them where they would be able to score a goal and at the same time put their fist down your fucking throat and rip your heart out. Sometimes you 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 discuss these types of players from back in the day and I just totally wish that my t- my hockey team had all those. All 25 of them. Had what? That kind of grit. Oh yeah, we don't nobody nobody yeah, but no team has that now. No team. So then I moved on to the 60s, and I have Bobby Hull and Bobby Orr, the Bobbies. Bobbies. The Bobbies. All right? The Bobbies. Now, if you've never seen Bobby Hull play, he was the Golden Jet. Great speed, probably one of the hardest shots at their time, which was somewhere in the 90s, they were saying. Um, think of Line A's kind of speed with Ovechkin's instinct for the net. Uh, I think we talked about it last week or two weeks ago about is Ovechkin the greatest scorer ever? Yes. Straight up scorer. Yes. Um, He could beat you with his speed. He would take you wide or he would just wind up from the blue line and blow it past your goalies. Now the next player, Bobby Orr, arguably the greatest player to ever play the game. And that's including Gretzky. Okay. Super high hockey IQ. Saw the game three steps ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. Game-changing speed, game-changing scoring ability. I mean, he wasn't the most tremendous defenseman, but he was serviceable. To put it in today's terms, think of if Scott Niedermeyer and Eric Carlson had a love child. That was Bobby Orr. Do you think any of these guys, I mean, maybe Bobby Orr going forward, um, would take a stab at being a GM or a head coach? He's an agent. But... Bobby Orr is an agent, so I mean, I guess he could. To be in today's NHL and and as a head coach or GM. He's an agent today. So he knows the players and he he knows what's Mm -hmm. going on. You would take a mind like a Bobby Orr. I would. If you haven't read his book, his book's amazing. I haven't sitting at home. Like I told you the one time, 
<clears throat> from a 2014, which I didn't know at the time, interview on Center Stage on the Yes Network. He's talking and talking and this and that and everything. And they and, and I'm sitting there. I'm, I am so sucked into this conversation. I went on Amazon. I bought his book. After I got the, the the receipt, I looked at it. It goes, when the hell? I mean, this feels like it was yesterday that he did it. I looked. 2014 interview. Eight years ago, it sucked me into buy his book. That's how influential he yep. was. He's good. 2004. No? No, that was 14. Well, it wasn't eight years ago, math major. Because I would have put it in 2022. Yeah, I read that book Shit up. On, my, on the flight to Italy and back from Italy. You read it twice? No, I meant like I read half oh. of it on the way there and uh, half, half on right. the way back. Gotcha. Um, but Jumping. Bobby, Bobby Orr, imagine him today with the, the skates and just the modern medicine where he would be able to, like, his knees were gone. He had no knees. But today, he wouldn't have, he would have missed, no. like, a month, maybe. A month. Yeah. Rehab, yeah. Now, moving on to the 70s, and porn mustaches and afros. Um, and then a guy Lafleur. named Lef- How do you get Guy at a GUI? Yeah. Is that, is that just the French-Canadian thing? See. Si. <laughs> Sorry. Oui. Oui. Um, Speedy Habswinger, who had a gear that most players didn't have. Like, imagine Connor McDavid today, speed-wise, with Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau's. Didn't Guy Lafleur play for the Rangers? He did. He's the only guy that was bald. And as he... The years went on. He got more and more hair. <laughs> By the time he got to the Rangers, he had like a full head of hair. And he didn't wear a helmet either. So, kudos. Yeah, I remember Guy Lafleur yep. being on the Rangers. And he was fairly good then. That was what, like the 80s, 90s? Yep. Right, right in that 94 Cup? Around then? No, no. Way before that. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I want to say he retired in like 1990-ish. Okay. Um, Bobby Clark. Now, think of the 1970s version of Gordie Howe. Skilled, had a killer instinct to win. Would break your ankle. Take the suspension knowing that you were out of the lineup. And be happy with it. And be happy with it. Heart and soul kind of guy. Let, put his life on the line to win. Iconic picture of him smiling with no fucking teeth <laughs> in his face. Um, he'd be Tortorella's wet dream. Probably. The guy that would block a shot, get up get the puck, go down, score, or go into the corner and slash the shit out of somebody, <laughs> get the puck, and go out and score. Uh, today, he'd be a cross between, like, Taves and Jamie Benn. Okay. That bullshit player, Jamie Benn. <laughs> <laughs> now, the 80s, this, one's, this one was a little hard for me, no pun intended, because they were. this is my kind of wheelhouse. But obviously, you're going to go with Gretzky. Um People always said that he wouldn't be able to play today because he was small. But he was also like a finesse guy, right? Yeah, he was super small, wasn't the fastest, didn't shoot the hardest. But, man, he he was light years ahead of people when it came to seeing the game. Goalies sucked back then. They did suck, but he proved that he could still put up points in his last couple of seasons. Okay. Okay. Um, Would he... He probably wouldn't have scored as many goals. But he was, I mean, it's ridiculous to look at his fucking records. If you take his goals out of his stats, his career goals, he's still number one. (laughs) By about 300 points. Wow. That much passing. Yeah. So don't tell me that he wouldn't (laughs) be able to play today. Um, Think of Johnny Hockey size-wise, but like mixed it with Crosby's IQ. 
Like Crosby doesn't shoot the hardest. He doesn't pass the hardest, but he just knows where to be. He's a hockey where player. To put it like right. it's as much as you. I, and yes, he complains a lot. But you know, when you take that out, you look at him as a hockey player. Yep. I would take him on my team. Yeah. And the next guy we almost had on our team. How's that for a segue? Mario Lemieux. How did we almost have him on our team? Um, the year he was drafted, I want to say it was 85, 84, 85. Mm-hmm. Um, if we tanked like three games, oh, really? we would have had Mario Lemieux, but instead we got Kirk Muller. Which Kirk Muller is a great guy. But anyway, Lemieux today. Um, big, skilled, speed. He was fast for a big guy, IQ. Uh, he would have loved to play today without the clutching and grabbing and, and the traps, and his skill really, really would have shined. Um, he was a victim of playing in the dead puck era, and you know he had the leukemia, Hodgkin's disease scare, or else he would have been a lot closer to Gretzky point-wise. All right. Now, the 90s, well, honorable mention for the 80s, Ray Bork won almost every Norris trophy every year he was in it. Luke Robitaille is the best left-wing scorer. I mean, if you take Ovechkin's out of the picture right now. Um, Yari Curry, one of the best finishers ever. And that's not a joke because he's Finnish. Um, and Denny Savard, the stick handling, the spinorama, he was, he was nasty. Now, the 90s, I left some players out. I left Yager out. Why? Um... Is it because it's essentially because he still kind of played today? Yeah. So he's he. Lindros would have been a force <clears throat> mm-hmm. to a point, big skilled, but he wasn't very smart. You know, I think his career would have ended very similar to the way it ended to, you know, in the nineties mm-hmm. and in the two thousands. He would have put his head down and he would have tried to bowl through people, and you would have had a guy like PK mm-hmm. Subban who would have came in backwards, or Martian, whatever. Or, yeah, or popped them right. But my players from the 90s are, and there's three of them, and all three are favorite players, um, Pavel Bore. His speed in the NHL today, man, he the fact that nobody could hook him or anything, the open ice, um, the fact that there's no red line, so he would have been able to chippy hang and two-line pass. I mean, he never saw, he would never see the defensive zone. I mean, if you if you look at prospects today, right, and and – like, who do they look back on? Like, where in this generational stuff are they starting to say, hey, I want to be like so-and-so? Well, Nico said his uh, idol player and the reason he wears 13 is Pavel Datsuk. So that's even a little bit later than... than that's I, like early, mid, early 2000-ish, is like yeah. 2004. So you're leaving out a guy like Pavel Bure. But see, like, <clears throat> think about it. He was what? He's 20 years old. So Nico was born in 1999. Pavel's career was already on the downfall. You still have YouTubes. You still have the other things. Yeah, to, to... but maybe it's one of those things as to where you go to your first hockey game and you go, holy shit, look. Yeah. And then that's where it, yeah. Um, but Bore, I think of McDavid's speed, his straightaway speed with line A scoring ability. He could beat you with his shot. He could beat you with moves. Go go home, kids, and, and YouTube Pavel Bore. YouTube. Um, Joe Sackick, he is the center version of Ovi. 
Played a great defensive game. Deadliest snapshot, wrist shot in the game. Smooth skater. Didn't Never looked like he was working hard. Um, think of Tyler Sagan with Patrice Bergeron's brain. Like, was great in both ends of the ice, but just had that killer shot. And then my favorite player of the 90s was Peter Forsberg. Could beat you with his skill, could beat you with his physicality, played great in all three areas of the ice, would backcheck the hell out of you and break your wrists with a slash, would l- blow past you with a, a fucking dangle. Um, just kind of a, a mix between Crosby, because Crosby will do that slashing shit, and Kane. Okay. And then the 2000s, uh, two defensemen, Nick Lidstrom, just steady. That's all you could say about him. Steady mm-hmm. and constant. You would look up and you'd be like, oh my God, he had three assists in this fucking game. And then I mean, you look at the end of the, the season and he had 75 points. I, I think you look at Nick Lidstrom, you look at anybody who was on, on that, that Red Wings streak. Mm-hmm. Any, anybody on that team, <clears throat> excuse me, can you can say, you, you can put in, in, into a list like this. Yeah. He would be like Drew Daddy, but way better defensively. And your last one for the two. My favorite player, my favorite devil, was Scott Niedermeyer. His ability to fly up and down the ice and look like he wasn't even trying. Um, the best skater I've ever seen, and that's including McDavid. Uh, his IQ was through the roof. Unfortunately, he had to play on the Devils, <laughs> where it was the system over your ability, and he never really got to shine till he went to Anaheim with his ability. Just, I've I've read and I've heard so many people say like, who was the toughest player you ever played against? And so many people say Niedermeyer that you'd think you'd have some space and boop, he's a little poke check, or you thought you blew by him and he would you'd look and he'd be right next to you stride for stride. Is is there a particular reason that I mean I look at everybody that we've retired right and look at Scott Niedermeyer and I go. <laughs> Like, like it's not. He just like, did. He did everything. He just wasn't flashy. He just wasn't. But he couldn't have been, and he he was. He showed it every once in a while. I mean, you think about the Detroit goal, where he blew past those guys. Mm-hmm. Like you think about, damn, why can't he do that all the time? Because he had fucking shackles on him. But then he went to to Anaheim and, and did, did this and was nasty. Yeah. So it's more of like he he gets he gets that deserving kind of thing over in Anaheim, and us it was just well, you were just a bit player, dude. Yeah, he wasn't but, a big player. For but us. yeah, he was him. Stevens, Brodeur, that those were the that was the core. Everybody else, kind of, was you know seasoning mm-hmm. for those guys. Our segment two portion of this imagine, um, really, mm-hmm. you're looking at technology. You are looking at um, medicine. Yep. Um, of today. Right. If like back I'm, then. Right. Imagine if players in the past had the technology of the skates. I mean, skates today, when I bought new skates recently and when they came in the mail, the you know, you know how it tells you like, oh, how much the box weighs. Mm-hmm. It was like two pounds. Wow. That's a thin skate. Right. There's super. And I mean, and I bet you a pound and pound and three quarters of that is the actual mm-hmm, boot. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. But like. You, if you want to look, go back and look at like the skates that like Gordy, even the skates that Gretzky wore, 
I mean, if you want to really look back, look back at the skates that Gretzky wore when he retired, those fucking Nikes. Those things were like 400 pounds. I had a pair of them. They, I mean, they were the most comfortable skate. They were like cushioning. But they were like, it was like skating with two bricks on your feet. Oh. And then you look at the skates today. You look at the sticks. When Jordan Tutu was on our team and playing on the power play, he was shooting over like 100 miles an hour. It wasn't because he's that talented or has the proper mechanics. It's the stick. stick yeah. And Brodeur even said it. He goes, you know, when I started off, you had guys where I would see like a fourth line player coming down and winding up. And I'm like, all right, I know this is going to be like 80 miles an hour. He goes, by the end of my career, I'm looking at this fourth line guy come down the boards and wind up or take a wrist shot. And it's blowing past my shoulder because it's 90 plus miles an hour. It's the stick it has nothing to do with to play and, right, right. Yeah. and these guys i mean you look at some of the sticks that people have like you knew brett hall was going to shoot it hard but you look at a guy like marshawn i guarantee his stick the flex on his stick is probably 75 which means for a guy that like marshawn that weighs i would say he probably weighs somewhere in the 170 right the whip on his stick or, the, or on a guy like Sagan, where the, the, it's just unbelievable. If players in the past, like Hull or or, or, or Al McInnes or Ally Afraidy, if they had those sticks today, back then, Al McInnes is shooting it probably somewhere around 109. And then you, you do the medicine part of it, like Bobby Orr. You say he doesn't have knees. Yeah. Okay, imagine if they had knee replacement surgery. He... Not even that. He would. I mean, I think he tore... His MCL, the one that goes through the middle of your knee. When they did that surgery to him, they took his kneecap off. They fixed it that way. Like, now they just go, oh, let me put a needle in there. Gray's Anatomy shit, and they're fucking... Yeah, and you're, and you're back and he's the out, And he's walking in two days. Yeah. And how much better would Gordy Howe have been with modern skates and sticks? Or, or the Team Montreal, if they were able to record their games <laughs> and go like... All right, look, this is what Philly's going to do. Da, 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 da. We're going to do this. All right, see you later. Or on the reverse, you're looking at how to stop a Montreal Canadiens team from fucking winning a thousand cups in a row. Yep. Oh, just stick a defenseman here in this zone. Every single one of the times you're going to get your puck back. It's, it's amazing where hockey has come. Yeah, and, and, I, and I can't see. Someone asked me the other day, like, what improvements are they going to make to hockey? And, you know, they're talking about the, the jerseys and their tracking and the, mm-hmm. for betting and stuff. Sure. But as far as equipment goes, I can't see it. Unless shots get faster and, and all that kind of shit, you have to reintroduce some version of, of like a tracking glow puck kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just No, for the tracking purposes, not, not for the fucking stupid Fox entertaining purposes of it. But, you know, because I'm sure that you're taking a 110-mile-an-hour shot Looking at deflections, you're trying to look at angles, right? If you're a goalie coach, you're saying, okay, well, it went that way. So how would you position yourself better? And you can't see it because it's too fast. Right. Eh. It could. And I but the way the goalies play today, I don't think it's that. I think it's more of, look, here comes the shot from the point here, from that corner. And there's a guy standing in front of you. Instead of staying looking to the left, look to the right. And I went both ways there. Um you know, put your arms up and hope that it hits you. And that's what goalies do today. You're not seeing the skill of like, you know, or, or the reflexes. It's more of let the puck hit me. 
It's not working for Corey, so. <laughs> On to wrestling. wrestling. Uh, apparently there was news coming out today that Ronda Rousey is done after WrestleMania. Uh, I tweeted a few friends that I am starting to get a little bit agitated. Uh, folks like Ronda Rousey, like a um, Brock Lesnar, like a um, Dave, oh, you Dave, Dave, this. Dave Bautista, yes. Um, that the the part time wrestler, the short term, huge push wrestler. Um, <coughs> excuse me, and it kind of goes back to what did they we, say? Why we, they think she's leaving? Or uh, she wants to start her family. She's been like hell bent on right. wanting to start a family. I don't. I don't mind the reason. It's just she'll be back then. She'll be back after she pops out a puppy. She'll see. I would have thought it would have been being on the road. Mm. No, it's more. I think it's more of the family kind of thing, but I'm starting to hate the the part time wrestler. And like I said, it goes back to our other conversations where um, a guy like Randy Orton or a guy like Bray Wyatt or a guy like I don't know, pick pick a guy who's who's been stuffed down in in, in mid card forever. And, oh, like um, today, like you're now you got your, <coughs> yeah, your like, Balor, your Rollins, Balor, yeah. your Ambrose, any of those guys. So you have a guy that's signed for big money deal because the only reason you know why he signed is because he's bringing you money. Yep. You give a guy, you give a title to to Lesnar. He wrestles four or five times a pay per views a year, or all twelve of them, and then he has maybe a handful of um, raw appearances. Raw appearances. No house shows. You're a kid who's or 10 he years only old. does the house show <coughs> that's going to draw me. the biggest, like yeah. like the Garden. So you have like a five or a ten year old that you're trying to attract all this kind of stuff and going, oh, I want to see Brock Lesnar, mommy, daddy, I want to go. See. Okay, and the show comes. Well, where is Brock Lesnar? He's a champion. Where shouldn't he be? So I mean, from both standpoints, from an entertainment standpoint, I'd rather see these guys work their way up. It kind of works against that whole they're starting fresh again. Um, ideal that they they popped out a couple of weeks ago. The fact that you have Vince McMahon on every fucking show making deals and trying to rile people up is just it doesn't do it for me at all because I don't see an Austin, I don't see a Rock, I don't see a McFoley, I don't see a Triple H or an Undertaker. I see schmucks, and I don't mean that negative. I just see schmucks. I don't. I, and, I think and there's no like you're gonna slap AJ Styles and goes, "Ooh, I want the AJ Styles." And as a fan, we're going, "Say it, Vince. I want the AJ Styles from TNA." He's not gonna have the balls to say that. He's like, I don't want the real no, team. What he, what he should say is he should have said to him like something along the lines of, you know, this is why I regret it. I didn't sign you when you were over in that other one because you didn't have the balls. Some kind of reference, I, I, I guess. It's just, it sucks being almost forty and looking at wrestling and going, I just want to be entertained, and I can't even be that. I don't even care about the scripts because I know it's just gonna be rehashed. I, I mean, I don't know. That, that That's just my rant on, on, on part-time wrestlers. It's just, you know what? Ronda Rousey came in. They threw a title on her. Her mic skills sucked. Yeah, she should have had a manager. She I mean, should've. I mean, the Bellas aren't any, any better, but when the Bellas can just rip you apart, and you just you, you looked at when the Bellas and Ronda Rousey were, were going at it verbally, and you're just looking at Ronda Rousey going, why are you thinking about what you're saying? Just say it. Be just... Let it go. Don't don't let it be scripted as much. Yeah. She should never lose a match. <clears throat> Who, Rhonda? Yeah. Because she could legitimately kill anybody in there. Maybe yeah. maybe the two big ones, Tamara and what the fuck's her name? Nia Jax. Nia Jax. But, look, you, you know, you got to hope that the AEW or AEW, whatever it is. AEW. Root beer. Um, 
<laughs> you gotta hope that because I know I've read a bunch of articles that the, the WWE is oh they're gonna lose a whole bunch they're of people. scared yeah like, yeah that a bunch of people have asked for their release um who did they say I read read recently that that was like they're coming to the end of their con- um AJ Styles that he's coming to the end of his deal they'll give him whatever he wants <laughs> but you also on the flip side of that is do you want that or do you want what you have with your friends in AEW and knowing that you can be bigger there than you are here? He's pretty big now. But there's that potential. If he went from TNA, which was pretty... He was he was to TNA like Sting and Flair were to WCW. Oh, absolutely. Him, uh, Christopher Daniels, mm-hmm. Abyss. There's talk of uh, Abyss and Sanjay Dutt from TNA. got They asked for their release and were granted their release from TNA. They're going to WWE to be like backstage agents for like NXT. Fine. That's smart. <clears throat> I don't have to wrestle and I still am part a of bit, it. A, a bit abyss. Oh. It's, it's like those fantasy things where you look at abyss. It, it's like, you know, TNA's version of a Mick Foley, but bigger. Be like Vader. I always thought Fo- Kane. Yeah. People were talking about why couldn't you go against Taker? Kane. Mick Foley. You had it right there, but you said no because you wanted to be loyal. Yeah. That's, well, that's what happens. Um, but I've been watching because normally I, I kind of just read the, the fucking rap sheets about mm-hmm. what happened. But I've actually been watching through Raw and, and SmackDown. And there's a couple of things I noticed. Mm-hmm. While the being fresh hasn't exactly happened yet. Baby steps? It, there, I do see the baby steps. Okay. I see where they're going with things a little bit. Like the whole Miz and Shane McMahon are a tag team. They're going to win the belt. Okay. They're going to win the belt this weekend at the Royal Rumble. Um, Maybe we'll do picks on the Rumble, too. (coughs) They're going to win the belt, and then it's going to lead to a two-month, three-month where they fall apart, and it's going to lead to a Shane versus Miz at WrestleMania, which which would be pretty awesome. But if you can't see my eyes on the podcast, I just fucking rolled them because why? Why does Shane McMahon, who's what our age, so what, a little older? This coming from the guy who gets fucking douche chills when the Undertaker and Hogan come out, and you're talking about our age. <laughs> but listen, why does Shane McMahon need to be involved in a fuck? Because just because it, just because he jumped off of something, now he's got to do it. Like, come on, monkey, do it again. Like, but he's look, he's not a horrible wrestler. That's one. He doesn't wrestle. I know. He's not a horrible wrestler. He can take a bump. All right, which means Miz will carry most of that match. Of course. Fine. But he's good on the mic. If so does, now you have him and dance. Miz. Right, him and Miz can lead to some funny segments. You have the Miz bring the Mean Street Posse out as, like, a fucking joke. Okay? So, like, you add a couple... Talk about of, a one-time appearance. Right, yeah, absolutely. Okay? You could have the Miz do his show, kind of a la Jericho used to do, where they, you know, this is your life, make fun of you kind of shit. But I see where they're going. I think they're getting a little racier with the women. Yeah, there's the, that whole, like, uh, Uso... Yeah, Naomi the, and Naomi's and and the and the riot squad or whatever the freak that were. Yeah, they're trying to. They're, they're trying. They, I give them this credit. They're trying. They really are. They're trying to. They're trying to be a little bit fresher. They're trying to bring back that attitude era crowd. And I I could really see 
after WrestleMania, if Brock is really done and Ronda's really done, that they will push. They have to. They, yes, they they planted the seed saying, hey, we're going to be fresh. Problem is, they probably already scripted out six to nine months worth of shit, and you just can't and I, shred it and go, okay, we're going to redo it. I don't know what they're doing with EC3. They just show him backstage fucking flexing and looking in the mirror, and like somebody goes and talks to him, and he does the like. Is he, is he the narcissist? Is he. Oh, please don't. Is he who's the fucking guy that. Chris Masters? Is he, is that where we're going for with him? The and guy, if the guy fucking carried TNA, he was another one. He he's a guy that you would put on TNA's Mount Rushmore. I, him, I, I, Jarrett, I, yeah. AJ, and somebody Ab- like Abyss, Abyss or Christopher Daniels. Daniels. That, Frankie Kazarian was there a lot too. Was Frankie Kazarian in WCW? He was in du- yeah, you know, he was in WWE for like three minutes. Yeah, I think he had like one or two dark matches, and Vince wanted him to cut his fucking ponytail, and he said no, and then he fucking released him. <laughs> um, somebody brought up a good uh, a good point from my Twitter account about, about this whole the man thing with with Becky Lynch. I like it. I like it. Um, she has like a Stone Cold Steve Austin ish kind of persona now, but um. I still kind of I find it funny when when the when the Devils had WWE night and Becky Lynch was there with the Big Show and um, uh, who's the guy that keeps losing matches? Oh, Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins. Uh, the streak. It was funny that every time I saw Becky Lynch doing something with the crowd or anything, she's always on her phone texting, doing whatever this that the other part doing social media. I don't know. And all of a sudden, when the Devils had a fight, she looked up and she was like, well, "That's fucking cool." <laughs> well, she's an Irish lass. She likes the good old fighting. So somebody was saying that because the true our truth has um, number thirty in the Royal Rumble, there's a good chance there's a good chance that somebody fucking takes him out in the back and then all of a sudden Becky Lynch becomes number thirty and really puts on this whole. That's a she, good gimmick. She'll win the women's battle royal and the men's Compete battle royal. The, no, she's not going to. So what? She's going to have two matches at fucking WrestleMania? I don't know. But it's one of those things. To, like they, the guy, my friend brought that up, and I was like, okay, that, that sounds great because of what Becky Lynch is, and she's riding that wave. Problem is, it's like China too. Yeah. Where except the, China, you actually could look at and go, she could probably kick a lot of the guys' asses in here. Yeah, and Becky not, Lynch is more of the she can probably wrestle them, not kick their ass. I I do see <clears throat> your Ron Truth gimmick, but I see it. He didn't, you know, they do the whole. Backstage, always oh, they find him in a fucking heap. Who's it gonna be? And it's Roman Reigns. Not this soon. Have him just go do the run in, you know, and, and get throw tossed. somebody out, get tossed cheaply. Yeah, but we we even said this. We want to get away from that whole like, hey, look, who's number three? Hacksaw Jim Duggan, isn't he like seventy? No, <laughs> ho, and he gets tossed over, and he goes, who wins? Ho. Who wins? <coughs> Um, hmm. I think I have like three that I could see. Who's hot right now? Like, like who's yeah? Um, Braun Strowman. No, because you took his title defense away against um Strowman or uh, um Lesnar. Um, Rollins. Maybe no, yeah, maybe Seth Rollins because they're they're. I want it to be somebody new. I want it to be somebody fresh. 
but somebody who's going to be able to carry, like a Finn Balor. I could see like a if, Bray Wyatt, if like Balor loses the match. If the Royal Rum in the Royal Rumble huh? card, if the championship match is one of the first two matches and Balor loses, he wins the Rumble. Yeah, because you can't have him in the match before the Rumble go for fucking 30, 45 minutes and then go, okay, here, here's an hour that you get to wrestle to. I think your gimmick guys. I don't think they're doing gimmick guys. I, I really don't. You don't think they're going to do it? I don't think so. They're just going to bring them NXT guys and just throw them all in. Do I think EC3 getting no? Because yeah, if, you, if you're saying. Be in it. Right, but I don't think he's going to win it. I think if you're going to look. You, you, you even said. You put him on camera and he starts doing this whole, you know, narcissistic kind of thing. And it's like, okay, whatever. You know, you're not utilizing him already. You're not utilizing him the right way. I think what they do with him is they give him a good 25 minutes in the Rumble. Yeah, and showcase. Then the next month on Monday. He, start, have, he starts he talks, yeah, and he talks about how he's the most <laughs> electrifying man. Mm-hmm. Like I would have him totally steal fucking catchphrases from from people from people. Who does he fight though? Do, do you throw him in with a stupid bodybuilding match with Bobby Lashley? I and I really hope Bobby Lashley oh, doesn't fucking win anything. That pose off on yeah, Monday. Oh my god! I'd rather watch a fucking late term abortion. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, but oh, that wasn't it. <laughs> um, mm. I think who wins it is Balor. They're really hyping the whole Vince doesn't think I'm good enough, and and I'm sure he's dropped the whole I was I've been your only like universal champion that I've never I've never gotten my rematch rematch since which he wins the Rumble and. And AJ like, comes out, and you really want you you want that, don't you? AJ comes out. No, I'm not not even to for the like the the Balor Club Bullet Club thing. AJ <laughs> comes out, and then the Gallows and whatever the other guy's mm-hmm. name is. But they haven't really been on TV. They'll be in the Rumble though. Okay, for numbers, those two guys come out. They celebrate. Blah blah blah, and that's it. You leave it at that. You don't have them do the fucking too sweet. You don't have them. They're do, going to, but. But yeah. you just have them come out and celebrate, just like when Benoit or Eddie won the belt and Benoit came out. Mm-hmm. And you just have them, all right, there you go. Your mo- Here's your moment. Here's your moment. But I think that they're going to want to build Balor's moment at the Rumble. I mean, at WrestleMania. Hmm. Where so, he can so come he, out so as he, the demon. Yes, I was just going to say that. You, he comes out, full regalia, just boom, Just demon. flames coming down just the fucking aisle. Every, yeah. Because it, it, it's all a show, just like they did with um, with Rollins when he when he went off when he went against Triple H, where it was just all like, you know, f- flames and and skulls and just everything. And it was who just, does the Undertaker fight? I don't think he does. Does the Undertaker go in the Rumble? Um, since you've watched him obviously more than I have, have has there been any reference to him? <clears throat> Or of his character, no. of his bit, of nothing. Maybe the chick that did the whole tampon thing gets gets <laughs> yeah. thrown in into the women's Royal Rumble. Or maybe Kenny Omega. <laughs> no, Kenny Omega went to. Um, nope. Any? They they talked about how he's the biggest free agent. Oh okay. Well, speaking of AEW, and his contract expires like Saturday. <laughs> 
does does he have all right we're we're we're, we're marking here um do, does he have a non-compete does, does he well if his contract expires but there's non-competes i don't think that new japan would nah new japan well fuck it. well good no because new japan and um uh aew are like you know best buddies so yeah, i don't know i don't know i mean it's what thursday rumble sunday Right? I hope they don't do what they did last year and they had the fucking Rumble as the first match. See, I don't remember what they did. They had the Rumble. I turned it on at like 8.30. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? The Rumble started already? Wow. That, your your pay-per-view is called the Royal Rumble. That is your main event. And you know, you do two in a row, maybe. No, you have to, you have to do the whole championship matches too in between the women's and the... But, I don't know. But then there is competition in AEW. The uh, organization that uh, Cody Rhodes and the uh, <clears throat> uh, his buddies decided to put out there. They're, they're starting to, the roster is starting to fill out. Uh, Jericho as star power. A guy by the name of Pac, a.k.a. Neville. Oh, man, great. <laughs> Way to be. So there's your mid-carder. Go ahead. Because <laughs> um, not every one of and, these mid-carders and, 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 in and, WWE can be champions or and, main eventers. Independent star star guy Joey Janela. I was fucking shocked when I read that. I go, I saw that son of a bitch in fucking Middletown, New Jersey, in a goddamn you know Saint Anne's basketball court thing. Billy Gunn's the producer. <clears throat> Can't I wait know. for that. Well, look, you got to put some kind of wrestling guys in there. I'm an ass man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Penelope Ford is. I don't know who Jacob Freeman is. I don't know who the other guys are. Well, but the, but the, the Christopher Daniel, yeah, is, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio. I don't know. Is Scorpio Sky too cold? Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> what about Shark Boy? Get Shark Boy in there. He uh, was another fucking TNA mainstay. Shark Boy, yeah. Him, Petey Daniel, Petey Williams, Petey Williams. Um, what is the the, the two mis- tag ma- team ma- machismo? No, the, the tag team that you like, Beer Money. Yeah, Beer Money. Yeah. Um. Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. Those little kids, are, they were pretty good. TNA had something at some point. They had something. They had something until Hogan got there and <clears> said, <throat> why is the ring shaped like a circle? <laughs> I would have fucking watched that like nobody's business. That was pretty good. Because and they it was did, all when they about did that fly. X match with the fucking ropes <laughs> above them. Yeah. Ring. yeah. At least they were trying to be fucking Different. innovative. Yeah. But hey, you know what? AEW is finally some sort of competition along with TNA. I just want to see where it goes. But when there's rumors that WWE superstars are like, well, you know, my you know, deal's yeah, up. Like guys like Dolph, Ziggler, yeah. and all that. Oh, there's my other guess for the fucking winner of the Rumble. Dolph Ziggler? To, uh, to, to just say, hey, we're going to give you the Royal Rumble Drew, if you... Drew McIntyre. Really? That's a Vince guy. Yeah. So is Bobby Lashley. I know. It's fucking wrestling. What do you want? (laughs) It's wrestling. What do you want? (laughs) Oh, shit. But you know what? I say, I say, you know what? Get her done. Yeah, yeah, let's. (laughs) He's the only gimmick guy that's going to be in there. (laughs) No, I see DDP. Oh my god. And I see what's his name. Uh, 
all of the people. Oh, Matt Hardy. Yeah, he f- allegedly retired, and then he's going off on Twitter saying, no, I didn't retire yet. I'm in the I'm best shape of my life. life. And they just gave me my gimmick back. TNA, let me use my gimmick. They gave up on the lawsuit. Did they? Oh, yeah. Well, they already fucking did the whole delete thing, so, I mean, what the fuck? Can't change it back. All right, folks. Rob and Dave, HSSK Podcast. That's high sticks and super kicks. <clears throat> it's true. We're it's all, damn true. It's damn true. We're all over social media. Go to hsskpod.com. Your home. Perfect blend of wrestling and professional hockey. Oh, it's true. It's fucking damn true. Dave, I got one question for you. Got any last words? Totals. <laughs>